everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about what to do when you fall off the wagon, right? It's gonna happen and it's not a big deal. The important thing is to have a strategy in place before it happens, right? Because you're not gonna avoid it. And I think that's the first thing you've got to accept. You know, a lot of times when we start a diet, in the back of your mind, you think you're gonna be perfect starting on day one. You're trying to ride out perfection until you reach your goal weight, right? It's almost like an endurance test. How long can I keep it going? Um, it doesn't matter because <laughs> you're gonna make a mistake at some point. It's hard to just all of a sudden just change all your eating instantly and be perfect with it. It's it's really hard. <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to recognize, yes, I'm going to fall off the wagon. It might happen tomorrow. It might happen this week. I'm going to fall off the wagon. And so what am I going to do when that happens? That's the first, that's where this all starts from is asking that question, acknowledging it's going to happen and having a plan because the number one skill you need to master your weight is the ability to get back on track fast, not to be perfect because you're not gonna be perfect. <laughs> Perfect's not an option on a long timeline. So you need to have strategies and skills to be able to get back on track quickly. And so again, it starts by asking, how can I get back on track quickly? And so that answer is different for each person. So I want you to customize it, but I'll give you a few suggestions of what you can do. Um, so the first thing is, now th this all depends. If you're trying to be really strict with a real strict plan, falling off the wagon and get back on, on it, it's a big jump. Right, so if you're doing something intense like no carbs, uh, 1,200 calories, intermittent fasting, you're just jumping into it. Those are those are intense things to do right off the bat, and so you have to understand you're starting from here and you're trying to get up to here, and so you might be able to do this for a little bit, and at some point you kind of feel like you fall off, and now it feels like you fell all the way back down here again. Okay, so the more strict you are, the more rigid you are with your plan, the harder it is to get back on track because it feels like a big jump. Right, so you kind of fall off. It's like oh. It's a big, you feel discouraged. Now you feel like you get yourself all the way back up here again. So one of the best ways to be able to get back on track quickly is to not make this big gap, like to not start with something so extreme, but to start with something more manageable, right? Now I know you're saying, oh, but that's going to be slow weight loss. Well, um, how long am I keep the weight off for? Forever, right? So stop thinking about how fast you can lose the weight and start thinking about how can I get to my goal weight and live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. Hmm, I think the best way to do that is to make smart, strategic, systematic changes to what I'm doing in a sustainable, manageable way, not completely changing everything all at once one day. And so instead of trying to make this jump, we start to make this jump. And what happens here, now things get interesting. And what, I, what that looks like, instead of trying to get rid of all carbs, maybe you start by cutting out 25% of your carbs, right? So that's an example of going from here down to here. Maybe instead of intermittent fasting for 16 hours at a time, maybe you start by intermittent fasting for 10 hours at a time, right? That's an example of going from here to here. Now, when you do this in whatever philosophy, diet philosophy you wanna do, when you bring it back down this way, two things happen. One is you, it's easier to get, I guess three things happen. One, it's easier to get yourself to do it initially. Um, when you're doing it, it's easier to sustain and maintain because it's not so overwhelming. And when you do make a mistake and get off track, it's easier to get yourself back on track again, okay? And so this is how you get yourself back on track in an effective way. Now we wanna have strategies. What can we look at? Because we don't wanna just have the food. You know, listen, we always know what we're supposed to eat. We know how to follow the plan we wanna do. It's not a knowledge problem. It's an emotional, mental mindset problem, right? So you know, whatever, again, whatever plan you wanna follow, um, you know what you're supposed to do, but whether or not you do that really kind of depends on how you're feeling. 
you know, how you're thinking about things, how you're feeling about things. And so we don't want it to just be about the food, right? Because sometimes what happens is we get super stressed, we get frustrated, we get, you know, fights with people, you know, things in life are going crazy. And all of a sudden we don't have the emotional muscles and, and mindset to do the plan. And so sometimes the food is not the only thing we want to focus on. And so if we get off track, maybe we want to look like what's going on. Maybe I got super stressed. Maybe I'm exhausted. Maybe I'm overwhelmed with life. And so instead of just focusing on the food to get back on track, maybe I'm going to double down. I'm going to get some extra sleep tonight. I'm going to make sure I'm drinking enough water and hydrating myself. I'm going to spend a little bit of time and relax and decompress. You know, I'm going to do a little bit of time and breathe a little more deeply and kind of just connect to myself and feel better. Uh, I'm going to nourish myself. I'm going to put some good nourishment into my body. I'm going to move a little bit. Let me go for a walk and just kind of clear my head move my body a little. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to quiet my mind down and just kind of center myself. Or I'm going to practice gratitude, right? So if you make it more than just about the food, you have more kind of ladders, more ropes to climb to get back on the wagon, right? Most people got one rope, one ladder, it's the food, right? And they get off track with the food. And now the next thing is they got to get right back on track with the food. But the reason you usually get back off track with the food is some emotional kind of physical energetic reason, you know, that, that it happens. And so you're not in the state to get back on track with the food. So we want to have other alternatives that kind of get you back into the right mindset, the right place to get back on track with the food. Okay. So I hope this helps you out. I'll kind of just give you a couple quick shot ideas and, and a big concept in the beginning to kind of reframe how you're approaching this. Um, because once you get good at being, you're always going to get off the wagon. There, there is no option or there is no option where from this point forward, you just get perfect with your reading and everything you're doing till the end of time. That's never going to happen. So you have got to have some strategies in place for when it does happen that you can start to rely on um, because that will reduce a lot of your anxiety and stress and it will get you much better results uh, in the long term. All right. So take some time to think about this and I hope it helps you out. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I will uh, do my best to answer them, as I always do. Uh, my best. That's all I can do, right? <laughs> all we can do is our best, uh, which is a funny concept, you know, when it comes to weight loss, because a lot of times people think they can do better than their best. <laughs> because, um, oh, I missed it. No, you didn't miss anything. And by the way, remember this, that you can always... Um, there's multiple ways here and it's only getting better. Okay. So what, what am I talking about? A, if you miss the beginning, I always start these lives off with a, with a little lesson in the beginning, two to five minutes or so. Um, these are always recorded and available on YouTube. I, I live stream them and there's a recording available. So you could watch that within an hour when it's over, it's automatically put up. And I put an audio version of it up as a podcast and you can listen to that on any of the podcast platforms. I suggest you do. A lot of people listening to them regularly, getting great results just from listening to the podcast. Okay. Um, again, I'm here to help you. Uh, I have a coaching program if you really want to go to that level. Uh, and I give you a lot of stuff for free to help you as well. Um, so you didn't miss anything. You know, um, you might just have to see it a little bit later. But yeah, so getting back to that idea, like, uh, you know, doing your best, your best at this moment is not the best you can imagine. <laughs> Let me give an example. So I play guitar, right? The the best I can imagine myself being is like, you know, like Jimi Hendrix, right? Like that that's the best I can imagine. But but that's not real, right? Just because my mind can can like project myself 
playing guitar like that doesn't mean that that's my best now. <laughs> my best now is nothing like that, right? Now, if I keep practicing and getting better, my best gets closer to that. Let's put it that way. And so with your weight loss, it's the same thing. You make this mistake of thinking that just because you can imagine the perfect scenario, the perfect plan that you should do, conceptually, that's very simple. I'll just eat perfect. I'll exercise all the time. I'll do everything right. Just because you can imagine that vague idea doesn't mean that you're able to do that right now. You may force yourself to be able to do it for a couple of days, but you don't have the internal programming, the muscle memory, the neural connections, the ways of thinking, the mindset, the habits, the strategies that allow you to do that. You've got to develop them. And so you do your best that you can do right now in service of your best improving and getting better. But a lot of people think their best, they're overstating their expectations of what their best is, is way out of whack, way out of alignment. You know, if I think like, okay, if I really, if I really focus and concentrate, I'll be able to play like Jimi Hendrix. Nope, nope. That's, that's not, that's not an option. <laughs> but if I think it is, and then I go and play the guitar, I'm like, this is nothing like it. Now I feel super discouraged. You see? So our expectations and how we frame things has a huge impact on our motivation and ultimately the results we're going to get. And a lot of people with weight loss are walking around with really crazy expectations. It's not your fault. It's a, it's a literal nonstop lifetime of, of diet marketing that has influenced the way you think in terms of the time frame and what you can expect to, to accomplish. You know, it's just overstated. So that happens. But anyways, um, but what are you all at? Where, where are you all at? A any weight loss questions? What, what are you all dealing with? What's your, what's your plan to lose weight? What's your strategy to lose weight? What, what's kind of stopping you? Right. Um, what do you think? So I'd love to speak specifically to you. I don't want to just kind of rattle off things that may or may not be applicable to you. I'd rather speak directly to what you're dealing with right now. What's the biggest challenge you have to making it happen? Right? You think about weight loss 24 hours a day, and it's not happening though, right? Why? Why do you think? You know, I'm trying to up protein and up working out. All right. Um, here's the thing with upping... My struggles, impatience. Yeah, that's everyone's struggle, right? For sure. Um, so I'm trying to up protein and up working out. Um, one thing I find, and I, I share in Program Yourself, then one of the things we do is we uh, we have an eating structure, okay? And this is a little bit different way to think about it than a lot of people. But we have a 5-2 model, which is kind of like the initial concept. You can tweak this however fits for you. But five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And ideally, we want to have breakfast, lunch, dinner, and there may be three snacks in there as well. That may be where you're starting. So we want to start to put some, we want to compartmentalize your eating in a structured way. I find this to be very important because a lot of people are just kind of eating on autopilot. You know, you just, it, most of your life's lived on autopilot, but you're eating especially. And so your eating is just habitual and you're eating what you typically eat. And changing that is a challenge. And so if we say things like, I want to up my protein, Okay, oh, let me stick with working out because that's even more specific. I regularly see people say, I want to work out more. Okay. A person who says, I want to work out more, I want to up my working out, has a very small chance of actually making that happen compared to someone who says, I'm going to start working out for 15 minutes in the morning on Monday at 7 o'clock after I wake up, go to the bathroom, kind of get ready. 7 o'clock, I'm going to work out for 15 minutes. I'm going to do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm going to do push-ups. I'm going to do some jumping jacks. And uh, I'm going to do some burpees. Okay? And I'm going to do that Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 7 o'clock. That person has a way higher chance of upping their working out. Okay? So understand that you've got a part of your brain 
called procedural memory. And what it does is it basically just goes, this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens and this happens. And this happens. So if we just say, I want to work out more, it's so vague, it, it doesn't, your brain doesn't put it, it doesn't install it in a specific time. And so now you just have to try and spontaneous or remember to work out at some point, very low chance of success. If you get very specific about when you're going to work out, what you're going to do, you basically pre-plan it, right? And let me reframe it a different way. If you had worked out, if you had done that Monday, Wednesday, Friday workout for the last six months, you'd probably just do it tomorrow or this week on autopilot. You see? So how would you do it on autopilot? Well, you would know exactly when you did it. You're brushing your teeth is like this. You don't really consciously think about brushing your teeth. You just do it at the times you do it, right? You don't even have to really think about it. You just, you wake up, next thing you know, you're brushing your teeth. You're getting ready to go to bed, next thing you know, you're brushing your teeth, you know? And so this is how we want our behaviors to run. But get more specific, Sophie, with, with what you're doing. Um, impatience, I get the struggle with impatience. I'll give you a couple things on that. And this is an ongoing thing because again, we have that diet mindset. We do have, there is cognitive biases we have that do you know, encourage us to be impatient as well. But one thing I'll tell you is what's very helpful with that is to stop focusing on wanting to lose weight and start focusing on wanting to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. How long you wanna keep the weight off for? Forever, okay. So what is the rush? What is the impatience exactly? How long have you been impatient about your weight loss? If it's been a long time, how much weight have you lost the last six months with all this impatience? You see? So this is just kind of an initial going at it that that impatience really is one of your biggest enemies and challenges and saboteurs. And so you need to have some strategies to deal with it. A lot of times the best strategies are conceptual, reframing this whole process, not one of losing weight, because losing weight compresses weight loss into a short-term time frame so that you're now approaching weight loss like it's a sprint and you just want to get there as fast as possible and that causes you to choose the most extreme plans that are unsustainable and as soon as you make a mistake it feels catastrophic within this framework and so as we start to realize i don't give a shit how long it takes me i just want to start to systematically and structurally change how i'm eating and living so that i get back to my goal weight and i'm able to live there for the rest of my life on near autopilot that's my goal that, that goal in and of itself starts to work on that impatience because you're redefining what the goal is. And in that goal, impatience doesn't make much sense, you know, because now you're, you're looking at this long-term goal. So hope that helps out. Um, I tell you this. Uh, so if he says, I feel mortified when I go to work out. Okay, I'm glad you said that. So again, common, right? Someone hasn't worked out in a long time and there's, there's a couple things to this. Watch this, right? And again, this is just stuff you may not have thought about. Maybe you do realize it. Let, let's talk about it because I know a lot of people will be able to relate to this. A lot of people that haven't worked out in five years, 10 years, you're feeling overweight. You're not feeling good about how you look, how you feel, your productivity in terms of what you've been doing workout-wise. And you say, okay, I got to start working out. And in your mind, of course, you're going to the perfect thing, all or nothing, right? And so if we're going to work out, we got to go to the gym, we got to do the classes, we do an hour, da, 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 right? And so you make, again, this, this giant jump from where you're at to where you want to be, and you want to do it all at once. And you say, I got to go to the gym. And you go to the gym, and it's all people you know, wearing tight clothes that are young and look amazing, and now you feel even shittier about yourself. You stay, though, and you stick with the class, and it's way overwhelming to you. And now you really hate the gym. <laughs> you really hate working out. So what I like to do in this situation is use the technique reduce to the ridiculous. If you have not worked out in a long time, let's start really small. 
Let's start by working out for five minutes. Let's make it as simple and easy as possible so that you can do it and just start to get some consistency. Again, this, this requires a, a different framework, a different mindset around the whole process. This isn't about how can I get the fastest results. This is about how can I get the longest lasting results. And when you start focusing on five minutes a day, what happens is, yeah, part of your brain says, well, that's not enough. That's not enough. Um, but the other side that you have, to, you have to bang it in with is you have to say, yeah, but this is setting me up for long-term success. I'll be able to work out forever this way. I'm going to start slow and, and build on it. And the first step to that is really developing some consistency with what you're doing. I hope that helps out. Um, let's see here. Uh, Zita says, I want to thank you so much for all your TikToks. They're very helpful. You're welcome, Zita. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. That's why I do them. We're here to help people out. So he says, I'm the exact same weight as I was a calendar year ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, you know, and, and to be honest, you should be happy with that because a lot of people put weight on. You know, again, you, you can get so obsessed with the fast weight. You've got to recognize this. You know, I, I always say like, like if, if there's anything else you get out of me talking here, it's to realize that the diet mindset is your biggest problem that needs to be fixed. And this obsession with fast weight loss, just always looking for only really just considering things that are fast weight loss. Right. If it's not going to if I'm not going to lose a considerable amount of weight this week, I don't want to do it. Right. That, that you have to let go of that. Because otherwise, you, you have to look at your history. How long have you been obsessed with fast weight loss and weight loss in general? And what have your results been? If you've lost zero pounds the last six months or year or decade, or you've put weight on, is that working? Is that working for you? Maybe it feels counterintuitive to, to not focus on fast weight loss. It feels, oh, I don't know if it's not going to be fast. What's the point? You got to do a little bit of soul searching here, a little bit of reflection. You know, because there, to me, there's nothing worse. I mean, it's right. What they say, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. But if you keep obsessively focusing on short-term weight loss, losing weight quickly, how fast can I lose it? If you stay in that mindset, why would, if that mindset has gotten you zero weight loss over the last year, what what is going to change that all of a sudden makes that mindset cause you to start losing weight? Right. I mean, is it is the problem that you're not able to be consistent with the plan or is it that the plan is a plan that you're not able to be consistent with? Right. And I'm telling you, this is the keys to the kingdom. This is I always joke like, like it's like you have this you're in this mental prison and it's a diet mindset. You think like a dieter and as a dieter, there's just all these thoughts that are keeping you trapped. But the good news is it's like a jail cell, but they forgot to lock the door. So you can just walk outside of it and realize, holy shit, there's other ways to lose weight other than dieting. Dieting is a 95% failure rate. My own experience is 100% failure rate with it. <laughs> and uh, so maybe it's time for something else. And again, I, I'm, not, I'm sure there's other things that, that other than what I'm saying, but uh, at the very least, wouldn't it be, isn't it a more accurate description of what you want that you don't really want to lose weight? You want to get to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot? Because haven't you lost weight anyways in the past? Then you put it back on? So the weight loss is not the end-all be-all. Living at your goal weight is. And dieting is really about losing weight, right? But most people, again, they, they get two mindsets. You got an overweight mindset and a diet mindset. And you just keep flip-flopping between them. You know, and at your best, you get the diet mindset till you lose the weight. But what do you do now? You can't think like an overweight person again, but you also can't keep thinking like a dieter. 
And this is where most people run into trouble, even if they get results. This is why 95% of people that lose weight on a diet put it back on. Because you got an overweight mindset, diet mindset. You never develop a thin and healthy mindset. You never focus on how can I live as the person I want to be. You're always in weight loss mode. But you have to understand, the weight loss phase is just a phase. It's going to take you a couple weeks, a couple months, a couple years to get through the weight loss piece. And then you get to your goal weight. And then ideally, hopefully, it's going to be the decades of you living at your goal weight. So that's the main thing. And you never really focus on that. You're just focusing on weight loss. And I'm telling you that that's the reason why you're stuck more than anything else. There's other reasons too, but that's the big one. Um, let's see what we got here. I can feel my body being weak and tired as I'm trying to work out. And yeah, I feel like I don't fit in. Yeah, exactly. That's common, by the way. And so, so what do you do, right? You, you, you feel, you haven't worked out in a long time. You feel weak and tired. You feel uncomfortable, you know, like you don't fit in. And so you say, okay, what I have to do, this is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Are you, is, are you a bad person, Sophie, because you can't be consistent? Or is it that what you're setting yourself up to try and be consistent with is not meant to be consistent? Because what are you doing? I bet you're working out. I bet it's an hour class. I bet it's something extreme. I bet you went and did the workout and you felt like shit physically afterwards. Like you're really sore, you're tired, and now you hate the gym. You didn't fit in, right? So it's like there's all these things coming at you that are negatives about it. Yeah, but I'm supposed to work out. No, no you're not. I, I, I tell my clients not to work out to start off the weight loss because working out, I, again, working out's got its benefits. We all know that. But when it comes to weight loss, I find a lot of times the working out can be counterproductive, right? Because you, you, first of all, let's assume you haven't been working out, right? If you have been working out, obviously you keep doing it. But if you haven't been working out, you haven't been paying attention to your eating, you want to start losing weight, I would suggest you focus all of your energy on the food, not the working out because the working out takes a lot more energy you're going to put that energy in. You're going to feel hungrier. You're going to be sore. And when we're sore, we tend to eat more food and we're hungrier because we burn more calories. You don't feel good. It makes you feel like shit, <laughs> you know? So I'm not a big fan of, of working out being one of the first parts of the phase of mastering your weight at all. Um, the working out I like to recommend would be going, starting to go for walks, um, hiking a bit, you know, making it a little more challenging if you want to, um, doing some simple calisthenics at home, making it really simple and easy, get rid of the gym stuff. You know what I mean? In the beginning, unless you love the gym, right? If you love the gym, I'm not, then I'm not talking to you. Right. But if you're a person who does not want to go to the gym, just doesn't feel comfortable at the gym, doesn't like working out, you don't have to do that. Okay. Moving your body feels good, but taking it to the level of, of working out is unnecessary and oftentimes counterproductive. Um, I figured out how to get workout videos on the TV at home, which is cute. Yeah, there you go, Sophie. See, again, most people subconsciously associate, they, you want the heart, you want the workout to be hard. You want the diet to be hard because you associate the harder it is with the faster your weight loss results. And you're really not looking, how can I make this easy? How can I make it enjoyable? You're not asking that question. You're not trying to figure out that answer. And that's why you're not getting it. But losing weight, eating better, becoming healthier, you know, all of these things can be way easier than you've ever experienced them. When you start asking better questions, when you start opening your mind and get out of that diet mindset. Um, what's up, Bailey? Getting rid of the all or nothing attitude is a game changer. Five or 10 is better than none. Yeah, exactly, right? Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yeah, that, that's such a great quote. I, I use it all the time. I'm a perfectionist too, recovering. And um, that perfection mindset sucks. That's my, most of my clients, almost all of them, if you're listening to me for any period of time, I can pretty much, you know, assume that you're an overthinker 
And you're probably somewhat of a perfectionist. And it's not like the problem with overthinking isn't overthinking. It's what you're overthinking. And you're overthinking dieting thoughts, right? You got a diet or mindset. So it's like your brain as an overthinker, you got like this supercomputer that's constantly. So that's not a problem. <laughs> that's a good thing. Problem is you don't know how to use it. And so what you're, you're churning through rapidly is dieting thoughts. And those dieting thoughts are keeping you stuck, 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 you know? And so part of the dieting thought is the all or nothing. And diets, by the way, so you say, well, Jim, what are you talking about? Diets want to help me lose weight. Oh, do they? Do they? Because all the big diets you know about um, are, and that you're subconsciously referencing about how to lose weight are all owned by big food companies, right? Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, this company owns Atkins Food Products is the same company owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. The company owns Slim Fast, the same company owns Ben and Jerry's. Do these companies want you to lose weight or do they want to get you coming and going and condition your mind to never be able to lose the weight because then they get you eating their food, they get you going to the diets every once in a while? I don't know. But they never go through the mindset piece. You know, they're always all or nothing, always before and after picture. How fast can we get there? And so once you change it into a, yeah, an all or something is what we call it in program yourself then, the whole game changes, you know, and usually for the better. So if you said, my partner also eats whatever he wants and is super slim and attempts me. Yeah, I get that, Sophie. I, I, and that, that situation is common. I had that, that situation when I was losing weight. Um, this shit was everywhere. And on top of it, people around me didn't even want me to change. You know, they love me. It's, you know, I understand that folks too. Like when you start making healthier choices and eating better and losing weight and all that, you always assume like everyone's going to be supporting. It's like, hey, great job. That's awesome. Uh, not, not so much because what happens is you have to think of metaphorically. It's like when you start doing better with your food and you're exercising and all that, it's like you're holding a big mirror up to them and it's uncomfortable for them. And so, you know, they care about, it. they want you to be healthy, but it makes them feel uncomfortable. And so the fastest way out of that discomfort a lot of times is to sabotage you, you know? Um, and I'm not even saying that's what he's doing. So, so, but that situation's common that you're in an environment where these foods are there. People are eating them and it's tempting. And so in those situations, you have really got to reinforce your mindset. You know, you have to be, I have a rock solid mindset that even if I'm around this stuff, I, I don't want it because I really, I'm, I'm chasing the big pleasure. You know, listen, food's pleasurable. I made a video the other day that nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels. And people say, oh yeah, well, look at these French fries or look at these tacos or look at this. And it's like, I'm not saying the food doesn't taste good, but you can't tell me. Well, maybe you can because everyone's different, right? So again, I'm not trying to convince everyone, but but here's a limits test for you. Uh, for me personally, the most pleasure I could ever get out of food is eating it at my goal weight, in control of my eating, in control of my weight, my health, and all the rest of it. To me, that's the highest level of pleasure I could ever get eating the food because I know what it's like to be out of control with things and eating uh, delicious foods. And yeah, that moment of eating it feels good. And then there's just, it's followed by hours and hours or days of guilt and frustration and irritation and worry and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, if we zoom in and take a five minute thing, oh, that's pleasurable, but we got to look at the full picture, you know? And so is that really comfortable? You know, is that really what you want? So you have to reinforce this, this stuff. I can be around these foods now, and I'm so centered. I just don't care. So for example, right? It's like if someone's smoking around you, you don't care. If you're a non-smoker, you don't care. You're not sitting there saying, oh, I can't have that. I, oh God, I can't, I can't do that. And you're not trying to stop yourself with willpower. You don't have the craving in the first place because of the way that you think about it. So again, your mindset is controlling all your eating choices. And so, yeah, Sophie, that's a hard, that's a challenge, right? So again, program yourself then, we recognize the challenges that are there in front of us. We acknowledge them and we go to work on creating solutions to them. 
you know? And so that's a real challenge and you need a solution. The core solution I would say is again, you really have to reinforce your mindset, you know? Yeah, it feels like I'm an indulgent weekend and it sets me back. Yeah, I get that, Sophie. I mean, again, with Program Yourself Thin, we, we intentionally have um, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, again, which is just a model. You can. I started with one day of clean eating, six days of pleasure eating, okay? So again, you, you, you go into it where you're comfortable. But the point is, I think it's very important to have these two types of days because, again, with a dieter, it's all or nothing. And you never learn as a dieter to ever um, really... In, he, heal your relationship with food. You know what I mean? And so you never learn how to eat for pleasure. It's all just like this deprivation and control and rigidity. And so I think a big part of the process is learning how can I eat for pleasure? Because you like, you know, in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, well, if I eat for pleasure, I'm gonna eat all of it, right? That's your pleasure. But don't you think maybe all this restriction you've been doing for so long with food might have a counter effect that gets you to way overeat anytime you start to eat it? And if you don't, look it up. It's literally called the counter-regulatory effect. It's a real thing. It's colloquially known as the what-the-hell effect. And it's specific to dieters because they're so rigid and strict and you know with their eating. And then the second they make a mistake, they go way overboard with the eating. You know, And so people don't learn how to do this. They don't learn how to interface with, now I'm going to eat clean and for health. And now I'm going to eat for pleasure and enjoy the hell out of it. And then here's the key thing. Then I'm going to get back onto eating for clean. Because every time you do this, each week you do this, you're, you get to look forward to the pleasure food so you don't feel deprived. And then you get to practice getting back on track each week. It's like, oh my God, well, I did that this week and I, I overate everything. Yeah, everyone does that the first. I, I did that for weeks and weeks, months. I ate too much on the pleasure thing. But that's fine because I had it compressed and then I figured out strategies to deal with that. And now I eat for pleasure and I eat the hell out of what I like for pleasure. I love it. I look forward to it all week. And that's interesting too, because you know what drives me to eat clean those five days is like, I was saying this, I think it was this week, even on Monday, I was like, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to eat on Friday and Saturday, <laughs> but that's because dopamine is driving most of your eating. I don't want to get too deep in this stuff, but dopamine is what's driving most of your eating behaviors. And so when you start a diet and you say, okay, that's it. No more carbs until I reach my goal weight. No more carbs for months, for years, forever. You feel a deep sense of anxiety and deprivation. And now your chances of eating well go out the window. Fastest way to get me to eat like shit is to say, okay, Jim, no more pleasure days. You're just eat clean forever now. Ah, you know, I freak out. And so being able to, and I know this isn't even part of your reality, right? Because if you're going to do a diet, it's going to be all, all or nothing. It's going to be all. But how's the all working for you? Yeah. <laughs> so we need a different approach. And that's what this is. It's built to be more flexible, to be able to deal with, with days when you're eating clean, get yourself on that, and days when you're eating for pleasure in a managed way, you know? Um, so yeah, what you're dealing with, Sophie, is not unusual. Saying I'm going to lose weight slowly is also not working. Um, yeah, but that's because you don't have the strategies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, again, no one wants to lose weight slowly. Here, I'll, I'll tell you this, right? Weight loss really cannot be your main focus. I know that may sound strange, but... You know, biologically, you have no mechanisms that want you to lose weight, right? You were, you were, we all evolved in a food scarce environment. And um, so, so all the biology we have drives us to overeat, right? So, so it's like that, that's what we're dealing with. So, you wanting to lose weight is, there's no biological mechanisms that want you to lose weight. You, you have all the biological mechanisms that want you to put weight on so that you have extra weight in case some famine comes around. That's what you're dealing with. 
So if you just make weight loss, looking at that scale, looking at your size as your main motivation, you're going to find that you don't have enough motivation for it. That's where you find yourself now. So you need to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You need to make this about more than just the weight loss. You really need to make this about becoming the best Sophie possible. And one piece of that is you weighing what you want to weigh. But there's a lot of other pieces to that. It's Sophie being more relaxed and calm. It's Sophie being more energized and well-rested. It's Sophie being more hydrated. It's Sophie when she is nourished at a micronutrient level. It's Sophie when she's moving her body and she feels good. You see what I mean? So this isn't just about the only measurement I care about is weight going down. This is about, holy shit, look at me today. I went for a little walk. I drank enough water. I got some sleep last night. I ate a salad. I feel pretty good today. You know what I mean? Like instantly. Not waiting for like, oh, I hope the scale goes down in a week or next week or whatever. If that's your only motivation, folks, good luck. Good luck. I don't, I don't think it's going to work. I don't, I've not seen that consistently work. And even if it works to lose the weight, then what do you do? What do you do? Because that's what a lot of people do. They trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. And then the scale stops going down. Now they got no pleasure. So what do you, how do you deal with that? Oh, I'll figure it out when I lose the weight. No, you won't. Have you? You've lost weight before. Did you figure it out when you got there? What about everyone else? How come they don't figure it out when they get there? Not, not to be a jerk, but I mean, like, we got we to gotta look at what the, what the facts are here, right? We got to look at the truth of this. Just because you think you're going to figure it out when you get there doesn't mean you're going to. So statistics say you're not. And I tend to believe that too. What's frustrating is that I didn't used to think like a dieter. I used to be just be skinny and not be hungry. I actually enjoy fasting sometimes, yep. But I don't know if it's bad for me. Um, I mean, nothing's really bad for you. I don't want to say that, but but the fasting is not badness. So it just depends how you're doing it, you know. But you got to judge that. How does it feel for you? What's up, Don? Oh, you love my fall sweatshirt. It looks comfy, right? Yeah, I just got this today. I love this thing. Yeah, I love sweatshirts. I'm a big, big, big fan. I know. Yeah, that's what my wife said. She looks like like a little leaf. Whereas <laughs> the leaves, not so great, right? I live in New England, so leaves are. Uh, I don't. I shouldn't say they're not so great. I saw a tree last night, and it was unbelievable. It was it was one tree, and it had all the colors on it. It was red. Um, red, orange, and yellow. It was unbelievable. But um, it's been kind of a muted, a muted fall. Maybe because it's like it's a warm fall. I don't even know if we've had a frost yet. So that's kind of weird. But um, yeah, it's like that. What's your opinion on intermittent fasting? Um, again, intermittent fasting is fine, but it's one tactic. Okay, one tactic is not going to get you the results that you imagine you want in your mind. Okay, one diet, one tactic is not going to do it. You can't just intermittent fast. You can't just do keto. You can't just do Weight Watchers. Like, like it's not going to get what you want. You need a holistic, comprehensive approach to master your weight. And also, when it comes to your eating strategy, right, your eating philosophy, what you're going to do to lose the weight eating wise, I would suggest that you start to look at the different diets because they all usually have something of value to them. And but what they're doing, though, is they're always trying to make it seem like you have to do it this one way, exactly this way. This is how you lose weight. You've you got to let go. Again, that's a diet or mindset thing. You've got to let go of that. And so intermittent fasting, I think, is I intermittent fast. Now, I didn't start by intermittent fasting. It wasn't called that. I just started doing it 30 years ago. What I started it with is I said, I snack at night and I want to get a handle on that. And so I created a bigger and bigger window between when I went to bed, when I stopped eating. It got bigger and bigger. Next thing you know, I stopped eating six, seven o'clock at night. And I don't eat till seven, eight o'clock the next day. And that was a profound shift for me. Now, I didn't call it intermittent fasting at the time, um, but 
that's what it would be now, maybe. Now some people say, that's not intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is 16 hours. And if you're not getting those last two hours, then you're not, you're doing it totally wrong and you're not going to get the results. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, that's what happens with the diets. Everyone gets so dogmatic and you got to do exactly perfectly this way. You have got to let go of that. You need to create a one-of-a-kind plan for yourself. You're a person with a unique genetics, preferences, lifestyle. You can't just take a diet from someone you've never met who's never met you and you're gonna, they're going to tell you how to eat for the rest of your life. That's never going to work, right? You would never let anyone tell you what clothes to wear, what music to listen to, what movies to watch. You're not going to just let someone tell you how to eat and then just live that way. You know, now you can take aspects of it. Yeah, intermittent fasting. Let me shrink my eating window. Let me give my body a break from digesting food for a little while. Let's see how that feels. It doesn't have to be 16 hours. It could start maybe your window's eight hours. Maybe you make it nine hours, then 10 hours. See how it feels. Great. I'll, I'll use that. Keto. Okay, I don't have to go into ketosis. You do not need to go into ketosis to lose weight. Um, but you could say, okay, there's a lot of refined carbs in my diet. I'm going to start working, cutting those down. You don't need to cut them down to less than 50 grams a day. It could be, let me cut out 20% of my carbs to start off refined carbs. Okay. And so when you start to look at these diets in service of taking the best pieces of them that work for you in service of creating your own one of a kind plan that's customized for you, I think that's going to bring you much further along in the journey. Um, cause again, I want you, I always encourage you to get on a weight mastery path. What a bummer it is for you to look on this weight loss path you've been on and realize, holy shit, I've been trying this for 30 years. I don't fucking know how to lose weight any better than I did when I first started. I have no idea, right? That's because you're, you're not taking upon yourself to figure out what works for you. You're just like, I always use this metaphor that this was a marketing metaphor someone used. It's like you're like a little kid with your umbilical cord looking to plug it in somewhere. Well, just tell me what to eat. Please tell me, well, what should I do to lose weight? I see this all the time in my videos. Like someone will be like, oh, I lost 40 pounds. And then it's a stream. Of, What'd you do? How'd you do it? What'd you do? I mean, are you serious? Like, are you really serious? How long have you been trying to lose weight for? 30 years, 40 years, 20 years? You don't know. You don't know what you should do to lose weight. Stop it. Stop it. Stop thinking there's some magical diet plan coming around the corner. That's the answer. You already know what you should eat to lose weight. The magical diet could walk around the corner, by the way, and you still it wouldn't work for you because you don't know how to change your behaviors. That's the problem. You don't know how to change your behaviors. And until you do, how could any diet plan work? The problem's not knowing what to do. The problem is getting yourself to do it consistently. And you never think of it that way. And so you keep like looking at like, the diet's some magic wand. like It's a magic answer. And that's what you're expecting, you know? So instead of just putting the, the consistent focus, strategic work into creating a mindset, lifestyle, and eating plan that's customized for you that keeps you at your goal weight, instead you just keep chasing magic plans. And sometimes the craziest, the height of the craziness is when you keep chasing the same magic plan. How many times are you going to try starting keto? You know, if you're on your 15th time trying keto, it, it might be a sign that that's not the plan for you, which isn't to say that it doesn't have aspects of it that are valuable and helpful for you. But clearly that approach as it is, is not working for you. I find like dieting is, it's like people trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. That, that, that's what, that's like the whole thing for you. Trying to force yourself to do shit that doesn't fit, doesn't feel right, doesn't make you feel good. And you just keep trying to force yourself to do it for some reason, you know? But yeah. That's funny thing about intermittent fasting. Um, struggling with menopause weight gain. Yeah, yeah, Elva. That's a real, that's a real, obviously, you know this. 
Um, there are real challenges with weight, you know, real physical challenges. Uh, so we acknowledge them, okay? And we, we strategize with them. I'll let you know my whole career has been working with women in some phase of menopause. It's 95% of my, my whole career, my clientele, uh, and they lose weight. How do they do it? I think that when you have physical issues like insulin resistance, leptin resistance, Hashimoto's, thyroid stuff, hormones, menopause, all of these physical issues, I think the lifestyle piece becomes even more important piece of the puzzle for you, okay? So that, that the eating is not enough to focus on. It's not enough just to restrict calories. Um, and sometimes it's not enough to even change the quality of the calories, right? Even if you start going more whole foods, natural, plant-based, all that, even sometimes that won't be enough. So we really want to also use the lifestyle piece. And I list the lifestyle habits in order of importance, in my opinion. Proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, gra meditation, gratitude. And if you start to weave these habits into your life, a lot of times what happens, because what, what menopause and all these other physical issues and challenges I was talking about, they affect your biochemistry, your hormone levels. They affect you physically. And all the lifestyle habits I just talked about, those things affect you physically as well, but in a positive way. So a lot of times they kind of mitigate or, or help you overcome completely the challenges that these other physical effects are having on you, okay? So it's not enough, I think, to just have the food piece. I think you also need to really focus on the lifestyle piece, which is great too, because the lifestyle piece is the one that makes you feel the best. The food one can too, if you change the quality of it, but the lifestyle piece by a mile is really the one that really brings you to new and new levels, I think. It's the one I focus on most of the time. It's really my lifestyle habits is really where a lot of my focus is day to day. Uh, Don says, I'm proud to say I'm in the Don diet and it works. That's so awesome. Don, that's a cool. That's so cool. I love, I love that. I've never thought of it that way. That's so, so true. Um, yeah, Paula says 50 years. Yep, uh, now doing my plan. Yeah, great, Paula. Again, better late than never, you know, but for anyone listening to this, please start experiment with the diets. You want to you keep doing diets? Fine. But at least, like, again, this is all based on Bruce Lee was a, um, a real martial artist. He wasn't just a movie guy. He was a martial artist and a philosopher, and he created a martial art called Jeet Kune Do. And the philosophy was he would study anything. He'd study fencing, boxing, literally any fighting style, and he would take what works and discard the rest in service of creating his one-of-a-kind system. And so that really inspired me. I studied that 30 years ago, and that really inspired me in, in what I do here um, for myself is like, I have my eating plan, my lifestyle plan. I study all these different diets and philosophies and I take the parts that work for me and I discard the rest in service of creating my own one of a kind plan that works for me. And this is why I would never put a diet book out that was like, I could easily do this. I could put the gym diet right, right? and sell that. And people would buy the hell out of it because people are just trained and obsessed with knowing like what other people eat and thinking like that's going to be the secret to losing weight. And it's not. You know, and so um, I think that you have to let go of that idea and realize you need to figure out what works for you. Thanks, Don. Um, that that's the secret. Um, munchy munch me. <laughs> I feel I felt guilty when I didn't finish my food on the plate, even though I'm full. How to overcome that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now that's a good example of really what's driving so much of your behaviors are these subtle little associations you have that you created when you were a kid. And so a lot of us now that feeling of wasting food. Um, it doesn't feel good. And so we avoid it and we eat everything. And eating the food feels good. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a double whammy. Um, but there's a lot of ways to deal with that. But the first step is you kind of realize that. And, you know, you can go into it and say, 
So I'll give you a couple strategies just to get your mind going. They may be great for you and just work and you can move on to the next thing, or they may just be ideas to get you start thinking about what will work. But here's some ways you could approach that. Um, you've recognized it as a problem, and now you say, okay, what can I do with this? I don't want to keep eating the food on my plate because I would rather be thinner and healthier. I want, I want to achieve that weight loss goal. So we start there just kind of reinforcing the motivation, the reason why we want to not eat that food on the plate. And so what are the strategies we can use to do this? The first one is preventative. Let's not have extra food on our plate. So maybe you're in a position where you could just take less food initially, right? That might help you out. In in addition to that, you might start using smaller plates. So the smaller plates seems like more food, right? That, that same amount of food seems like more food as opposed to if it's on a big plate, that might support you. Um, the next one might be, okay, if I have food on my plate that's left over, I will save it for leftovers. Um, you know, uh, another one though, finally, is you kind of sit with it and you say, okay, I may, this one's probably the most uncomfortable and it's, it's so crazy, but I've sat with this and I've worked with a lot of people with this one. Okay, there's extra food. I'm satisfied. I'm full. I don't want to eat this. This food, if I put it in the trash or I eat it, it's still now being wasted, right? Technically, because think about that. If you have extra food on your plate, you finished it, you're satisfied. If you put it in the trash, uh, you feel guilty about it. But if you eat it, why would why would that be any better? Do you know what I mean? Like it's you haven't it hasn't gone anyone's hungry. You know what I mean? Like it's done. It's what we call, it's referred to as a sunk cost, right? So a sunk cost is like when you invest in something and you realize, oh, it's not working, but now you don't want to stop it because you've already invested some money in it. So now you feel kind of connected to it. And that's kind of like what this is. It's a sunk cost. It's over, right? You got the food, you took too much, and now it's an option. You're going to eat it because of what? Some magical idea in your mind that what? Some kid across the world is not going to starve now? Well, they're still starving. It has nothing to do with what you're reading, you know? Um, you could send, you could make a donation to a food bank if that's bothering you. <laughs> but again, whether you put the food in the trash or whether you eat it and put it into the toilet, it, it's wasted. And the difference is that now you have extra weight and you feel bad about yourself and you're stuck in this, this pattern that makes you feel not good, you know? So again, it's about reframe the way I look at it. Because I just give you some ideas to start thinking about that and figure out what works for you, all right? Um, Don says, I started using a small plate and I go for another if not satisfied. Zero ways. Yeah, there you go, right? Done. That's good, good, good thinking. Um, that's smart. Thank you so much. Yeah. But again, it, what it's about, what I find over and over again, just as a, a big strategic um, shift in how I approach weight loss as a lot of other people, there's a lot of other people don't really look at things strategically. They just look at things as saying, okay, I have to just stop doing it. You know, um, it, there, there's no understanding of the underneath. I mean, like the classic example is emotional eating. And they say, like, I'm an emotional eater. And their, their answer in their mind is, I'm just going to stop emotional eating. Well, but you're emotional eating for a reason. And that reason is that the eating for you is probably your best strategy for feeling an emotion you want or not feeling emotions you don't want to feel. And so it's not just emotional eating like you're just eating. You're eating so that you can feel more the way you want to feel. So if you just get rid of the emotional eating, yeah, you got rid of the food, but you also got rid of the emotional strategy you were relying on to feel the emotion or not feel the emotion you don't want to feel. And so there's a good chance that's not going to last long. People, they experience this all the time. Like if you're a stress eater, right? So it's like you get stressed, you eat, and it calms you down for a few minutes. It takes your mind off the stress, makes you feel better for a few minutes. And so you say, that's it, I'm going to stop the stress eating. Okay. 
let me know how you're doing in a couple days, right? You know how they're doing? They're stressed out. And so now you say, shit, this isn't even worth it. This acute stress I'm feeling is not worth the potential weight loss I might experience in the future, you see? So instead of just stopping the emotional eating, we want to take a step back and say, okay, what am I emotionally eating about? What's going on here? Oh, I'm stress eating. Okay, so I'm looking for a way to relax and the food's been that my whole life. And now the magic question comes up though. What are some other ways I can relax that don't involve food? How can I de-stress myself? How can I reduce my stress levels in my life? How can I relax myself in the moment? What's a strategy or technique I can use? I could go for a walk. I could meditate. I could take a hot shower. I could read a book. Whatever. Different people have different solutions and strategies. But do you see how this, this is a much more... We're looking at the whole thing, right? We're becoming aware of what's going on, why it's going on, and then coming up with much more elegant solutions to it, right? As opposed to just willpower. Every, the answer always willpower, right? I was going to stop myself from overeating. I stop myself from eating fast. I'm going to stop myself from doing this. No, you're not. You're not. You've been trying that. It hasn't worked, right? So you need a more holistic approach, right? Program yourself then is more preventative, like, so we're looking to prevent the problems. I was joking around, like, uh, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I like to say an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of willpower. If you can start to understand your patterns and you can just kind of see the bigger picture of how this over here is affecting this over here, we can start to be more strategic and we can be more efficient with our energy. Instead of relying on willpower to stop ourselves, we can manage, you know, when we get hungry, we can just manage our hunger more easily. And that kind of prevents that need for the willpower in that situation. Hope that makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's about thinking about it differently. But listen, if, if you all want to think about things differently, uh, you can go to my bio, click the link, and I give you a free hypnosis session. It's called The New Thin Me. Right? So it's a weight loss kickstart session. It's designed to get you motivated. Motivated in a way you probably never have before. Right? It's an audio session. And so it's going to motivate you to really connect, clarify and connect what your goal is. And you're going to find that it creates a different sort of motivation in you. Not a motivation where you're really that's it, I hate my body, I gotta change it. But a motivation of, oh, that would be nice. That feels nice. It feels nice right now, I want more of this feeling. And if you listen to the session, that's what you're gonna feel and you're gonna notice over the next couple of days, you are naturally and automatically going to make healthier food choices. And that's what I want you to experience just so you can realize what that feels like. I can sit here and tell you about it, but you need to experience it firsthand to really understand. It's like me telling you about a roller coaster and sitting your ass in the front seat of it, right? <laughs> Similar experiences, but way different, right? Totally different. And so it's the same thing here. I can sit here and talk about this stuff all day long, but once you experience it, you get to experience it. And um, the session's fun. And, and hypnosis is a good supplement to losing weight. I don't think it's enough. And so I give you a training as well. As soon as you opt in, it, it kind of, um, it takes a couple minutes for me to send it to you. And I bring you to a page where there's a training, three steps to master your weight. And I kind of lay out a whole approach. It's about a half hour training or so, but I lay out a whole approach um, that you can use to, again, not only lose weight, but to get back to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. That's what I want for you. And of course, in order to do that, you need to do something different. You need a different approach. And this will lay that out for you. And again, it's all free. And I, I promise you, you'll learn, you'll learn new things. You know, and I email you every day. I send you, it's literally a program I used to charge for. It's all, you know, good, solid content that'll keep reminding you of this other way. Keep it fresh in your mind, you know. Um, I lost three kilograms this month and I am way more active in doing house chores. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's great. 
see, that's what I mean. Like, like it can't just be about the weight loss. We have to find other benefits we're getting out of it, which the, the funny part is it's not hard to do, right? It's like, if you just focus on the weight loss, I feel like that's the fastest way to demotivate yourself, right? Because weight loss is unpredictable and inconsistent in the short term. In a couple of weeks, in a couple of months, you don't really know. Like you could do whatever diet, but you don't know how your body's going to respond. You know, you go read weight loss studies where they put people in metabolic chambers in labs for month, two months, three months, bunch of people. They're tracking every calorie in and calorie out and you see people losing different amounts of weight. Weight loss in the short term is unpredictable and inconsistent. And so if you're basing, if your weight loss is the only thing you're looking at to keep yourself motivated, it's almost guaranteed you're not going to be motivated enough because there's guarantee there's going to be a week where you didn't lose as much weight as you thought you did or you didn't lose any at all. And now you're completely discouraged and destroyed. But if you start noticing the little things that happen from your healthier choices and eating choices, um, you have more energy, you start to be more active. Now you're doing the chores and you feel better. You went for a walk, you got outside, you drank some water, you feel better, your mind's clear, you got some sleep last night. All these little things, it's like now you instantly feel better. And that's way more, that's a way better strategy to stay motivated than to try and pin it all on some future goal or some future thing happening, hopefully. Um, do obese people lose weight quicker than others? Uh, typically, they do, you know. But again, everyone's different, you know. Everyone's unique and different. So there's always outliers. Um, but in general, obese people following a plan, you know, following the same plan as someone who's not obese will typically lose more weight initially. Um, it's so hard to see my friends still on the quick fix trap. Oh, I'm sure done, yeah. I know it's funny, right, because you, you start to you really start to internalize what I'm talking about here. And it's because right now you can't see it. If you're a dieter, you, you literally can't see it. Um, you're just, you're in that paradigm. You're in a dieter paradigm. And so the way you think about weight loss is all wrapped up in dieting and you can't see outside of that. And so that's why I say listening to me, that's my main goal here for doing this. Why well, I do this for free. To me, weight is life and death. I think your weight, what you're putting in your mouth, how you're living is the number one thing affecting how long you're going to be alive for, number one. And I think number two, it's going to be the number one thing that affects your quality of life. So I think if you, if you care, if how long you're going to live matters to you, if your quality of life while you're alive matters to you, then I would suggest that that would be the number one and two reason that you start to change how you eat and how you live. And the third reason could be that I want to look better. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I know you want to look better. That's your main motivation. I already know that. I already know your main motivation you want to look better. It's not your fault, right? Millions of diet ads you've been exposed to. We all have, right? Millions of diet ads. Every single diet ad is the before and after picture. This conditions you to think about weight loss motivation superficially, aesthetically, what you're going to look like. But the problem is, you have no internal wiring or mechanisms to give a shit really how you look weight-wise. Think about this. We evolved in an environment where there was no scale, there was no mirror, there was no pictures. We were all eating natural foods and the food was scarce, so everyone was at a baseline-ish weight, relatively. It's always outliers. And so there's no, we have no mechanisms that really value with how we look. We got a prefrontal cortex, which is, it, it can understand the context of what we live in now. And, and there's that motivation. But that's not the deeper mechanisms I'm talking about 
are um, things like your dopamine desire circuit. So that if you see, if you're totally full and then you see another table of food that's all different, you get hungry all of a sudden. How'd that happen, <laughs> right? There's no mechanism in you that sees that food and just says, no, I'm satisfied and good. I'm just gonna feel indifferent and walk away, you know? So again, understanding how your body and brain work and being strategically building on that is gonna be, is gonna be really helpful to you. But yeah, it's a different mindset. So once you, un once you internalize this, yeah, you see how everyone's approaching weight loss and it seems so silly, you know? Maybe like, maybe you get a chance, maybe you're able to see that with like a get rich quick scheme, right? Cause that's kind of like, I feel like a lot of people are moving on the other side of that where it's like, if, if it's like some get rich quick thing, it's probably not gonna work, right? But every diet is that for, for just weight loss, you know? And so, I get out here and say this stuff about weight because we learn through contrast, right? So I can sit here and say, oh, no, don't diet, don't diet. But your whole brain is wrapped up in dieting. You don't know any other way to think about it. And so I sit here and try and articulate another way for you to approach your weight loss. And it has nothing to do with dieting. And so I put these ideas in your mind so that you can start to think in a different way and simultaneously be able to do it now. You, get, you kind of step over to here and now you say, oh, my God. Or you can't, you can't read the, if you're inside the, the pill bottle, you can't read the outside of the label, right? You're in this diet mindset. You can't, you don't even have perspective on it, you know? And so I try and articulate things so you can see the diet mindset, the diet approach. And then once you have that perspective, you naturally will say, oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Simple things like the idea that you're going to go from where you're at, how you eat and live. And then tomorrow on Monday, you're going to start no carbs, you're going to start not eating for 16 hours. You're going to start eating 1,200 calories. That's an enormous shift in your behavior. I always say metaphorically, and it's not even close to this, but it's going to give you this idea. It's like if you woke up tomorrow and you said, you know, I'm going to brush my teeth with my other hand. I'm going to use my computer mouse with my other hand. I'm going to use my phone with my other hand. Yeah, it sounds easy, and then go do it. See if you can do it. Brush your teeth tonight with the other hand. I did it last night again just to remind myself. Do it and see how it feels. You know how it feels? It feels frustrating and tiring because you can do it, but you have to concentrate. You're like concentrate and all of a sudden, like you don't even know how you brush your teeth. Your hand knows how you brush your teeth, right? You don't even know how to write. You think you know how to write? Do you? If you knew how to write, wouldn't you be able to write with the other hand then? Yeah, can you? <laughs> no. Your hand knows how to write. Your arm knows how to write. You created the, the neural, the muscle memory, the neural connections that your hand knows how to write. <laughs> And if you want it, your other hand to write, you don't need to write a book about it. You need to practice creating those connections in that hand. And this is the same thing with weight loss. You know, this idea that just because you know you shouldn't eat sugar, well, knowing you shouldn't eat sugar and being able to go through a day without eating it are two, two worlds apart. And you're never focusing on the, how do I get myself to not eat sugar for the day? You're just like, oh, I shouldn't eat sugar. And then you eat sugar and you say, oh, I'm a bad person for doing that. You know? No, you're not. You just got a shitty strategy. A shitty strategy. Let me put it in another perspective. Again, I always say like, you remember like um, in the 80s, just say no to drugs, right? That was a big thing. I just say no to them. Oh, you use drugs? You got a drug issue? Just say no. Well, that's silly now, right? We don't consider that a very um, effective uh, approach to, to not doing drugs because we realize there's more to it, right? We would never just like, oh, you're a drug addict? Okay, let's go to the just say no clinic, you know? That wouldn't work. You know, th that we, we understand there's a deeper thing going on here. But with weight loss, like with your diet mindset, isn't that what you're doing, right? It's just say no to food. So you, 40 years, you've been out of control with your eating, haven't been able to control it. 
But tomorrow is going to be different. And tomorrow you're magically going to be able to say no to the food from now on. I mean, what sense does that make? And yet you've been living within that reality as if that were possible. And then mad at yourself when, when you don't do it. And I tend to say that, that that's not much of a plan. You know? Yeah, conceptually it's simple to understand. But again, it's not about the concept. It's about how do you do it? You know? Um, I have a question. If I just eat fruit and some vegetables, would I maintain the weight loss? Um, well, that's a great question. And yeah, if you just ate fruit and some vegetables, you would probably maintain the weight loss. But <laughs> are you just going to eat fruit and vegetables? You know, that's the question. You know, it's like the keto thing. I mean, the big problem with keto, well, there's a lot of problems with it, but one of the biggest ones is adherence. It, people don't stick to it, you know? And so it's not that you couldn't, you have to make that distinction, right? Because this, this is going to be very helpful to you. I talk about this a lot. I think this is really important. You can't just evaluate your diet based on how fast it's going to make you lose weight because that's what all the diets are giving you now. They're, they're optimized, perfect plans for losing weight the fastest, right? But you can't just look at that side of the equation, which is going to make me lose weight the fastest. You also have to take into account what's it going to be like living this plan, right? Again, I'll just make a point to go to the extreme. Tala, cut it out. My dog drive me nuts. He's trying to escape. Um, if we go to an extreme, right, what's the fastest weight loss plan? It's probably somewhere in the ballpark of water fasting, right? That might be the fastest way you could probably lose weight. Um, but <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a hard one to keep up, <laughs> right? And so it's like, does it make any sense to just look at one side of the equation and not the other side? Right. I, I, does it? I don't, you tell me, but, but to me, it doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't understand that point of view. Now I know you probably don't, you never really think of it this way. You just, you kind of caught up in it, but it's like, if we start to like, what's the criteria for your weight loss plan? Well, it's how fast am I going to lose the weight? Okay. But what about how is it going to be to live it? Because don't you find it interesting that you think about weight loss 24 hours a day and yet you really never do anything to lose weight? You never actually get started with the plan to do it. Do you ever wonder why? I mean, it's not rocket science, right? It's because the plan, is, you don't want to do it. You don't want to cut all the carbs out. You don't want to cut down to 1,200 calories. It's miserable. You get upset. You get tired. You get pissed off. You get annoyed. You get emotional. I mean, can we honor that at all? <laughs> right? Can we, can we pay attention at all? Because what are you saying? I know. I got you. You're still here. You're an overthinker. You're a perfectionist. I'm, who gives a shit? Who cares if I'm tired and cranky and mad? I should just eat 1,200 calories. No no carbs. I'm ready to kill someone. I'm ready to break down and cry. I'm, I'm so overwhelmed. But I should still just not eat any carbs. You know, can we, can we look at the other side of the equation? Can we make the process of, of mastering your weight something that's fun and enjoyable, easy? Oh, that's not possible, Jim. Yeah, it is. It is possible. It's not possible. Listen, the, the way you lose weight the fastest and the way you lose weight the longest are two completely different things. Completely. Oh, we easy weight loss? Oh, give me a break. T tell me how, Jim. Okay, well, maybe you don't have to lose five pounds a week. Maybe we don't have to do something extreme right away. What if we start slowly? Slowly? You know, there's a great quote. People overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. You've been so conditioned to think in such a short time frame that you don't realize... You could make slow, strategic, systematic changes that are comfortable and easy that you get used to and automate, and then you just keep improving on those. You know, weight loss is one of the only things in the world that you approach like, I'm just going to do it perfect tomorrow. You're, you suck at it, but tomorrow you're going to be perfect at it. 
What else in your life can you just all of a sudden decide to be perfect at something tomorrow and you're perfect? Never played the piano, but tomorrow you'll be great at it? I'm, oh, I'm going to practice 10 hours a day, Jim. I'm going to get good fast. Oh, no, you're not. Because the second day you're going to wake up and your fingers going to be like that and you're going to fucking hate the piano because you're going to associate it with pain and discomfort. And then you're not going to practice anymore. So that's what you're doing with the dieting over and over and over and over again. You keep convincing yourself that I got to lose weight fast. I'm not going to lose weight fast. I want to do it. You know? But the, the fast plans are extreme plans by definition. And it's so extreme, you don't want to do it. And when you finally get yourself to do it, you remember, oh yeah, this sucks. I can't stick with it. And then you don't stick with it. Now you feel like a failure. You're not the failure. The diet's the failure. That strategy is the failure. Um, so yeah. This is why I prioritize your lives, filling my brain daily. Yeah, Don, exactly, right? That's exactly right. Can you give me advice to stop constantly thinking about food and wanting to snack when I'm bored? Um, yeah, okay, so you can't, stop, you can't stop thinking about things, right? Your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. Let me show you. Get all your willpower together and don't think about what I'm about to tell you. Ready? Don't think about, don't think about. Okay, I'm giving you a warning here. I want you to not think about what I'm about to say, all right? Are you ready? Don't think about a banana. Don't think about a banana. What you thinking about? Right, come on, right? So your brain has to think, make sense of the word I'm saying. And literally, uh, when I say the word banana, it's an auditory anchor to light up your visual cortex to make the image of a yellow fruit. And then you try and not think about it. Okay, so every time you go on a diet, what's a diet? What's a diet for you? Don't eat carbs. And don't eat carbs is the top level of it because then you internalize it saying, I can't have donuts anymore. I can't have bread anymore. I can't have cookies, right? And so all day long, you're like, I can't have cookies. I can't have cookies. I can't have cookies. Yeah, keep focusing on them, right? And so it's not, thinking about the food is not the problem. It's how you're thinking about the food. Okay, and it's what you're thinking about too. So I, I agree. Um, we want to stop thinking primarily about food, but you're in an environment that's constantly every every food commercial is a hypnosis session, and so you know I know that's the big thing with these uh, some glutide medicines that they cancel out the food noise. Well, I've been focused on food noise for 30 years because I think your internal dialogue, what you're saying to yourself and thinking, I think has the biggest impact on your weight of anything, and specifically how you're thinking about food. So. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're inundated with thousands of commercials a day um, triggering you to remind you and cueing you to think about food. And then you go on a diet and that goes up exponentially. You're obsessed with food now, right? So we can think about food, but we want to think about it differently. And we don't want to think about what we don't want to eat. We want to start really focusing on what we do want to eat. That's one way to do it. I want to start eating healthier. I want to eat healthy foods. I want to eat fruits. I want to heal natural foods, greens, beans, I want to try this recipe tonight. It's healthier. It's going to satisfy me. It makes me feel good. I'm going to start losing weight. Um, I want to find easy recipes that are healthy and natural for me. And so you start bringing your mind into the direction of what you want to eat. Um, but then we have to add more to it than that. We can just get obsessed with food. But we start speaking about food specifically in terms of uh, what we want to eat. Now we can do a little bit of negative conditioning as well so that when we think about... Mm, whatever food you want to, you're just struggling with. I, I eat a lot of candy. You say, you don't say, I can't eat the candy. You begin to reframe that and say, I don't want to eat the candy because the candy has all this sugar and these dyes in it. That sugar spikes my blood sugar, gets me addicted to eating more sugar. It doesn't satisfy me. It puts weight on me. It makes me feel depressed after I get that initial boost. And so there's, there's that as well. Um, and then going back to what we want to do, 
I put a lot of that mental energy into how I want to feel and how I'm going to get there. So I want to feel more calm, more relaxed. I want to feel better about myself. Um, and to do that, I'm going to get some sleep tonight. I want to get to bed early tonight. I want to get some good rest. I want to drink some water regularly. I want to lubricate the joints in my body, um, make myself feel better. I want to nourish myself. I want to relax tonight. I'm going to take a few minutes and just decompress, let go of the day. So you see, this, this in a nutshell is what Program Yourself Then is. It's all about this mental programming. What are you saying to yourself? Right? In the hypnosis world, we got the saying that you are your best or worst hypnotist because you're up in your head talking to yourself all day long. And I know now if you're here still that you're an overthinker and a perfectionist. And that internal dialogue is very mean and very hurtful. And once you realize it, you're going to realize that voice, that perfectionist voice is one of the main things that's driving you to eat too much shit because it makes you feel horrible. And so we got to change that voice. We have to change the way you're thinking. That's a huge part of programming yourself then. Um, you create this new voice, this empowering, encouraging, supportive voice, right? I call mine my coach voice. Um, I still have that negative voice too, by the way. It never goes away, unfortunately. But it's okay. It's there and it still says it's shitty things to me. But as soon as it does, I now have this coach voice, wait, wait, that's not true. You know what I mean? And it kind of, it guides me along the way. Do you have an encouraging, supportive voice in your head? guiding you along the way, <laughs> right? Do you think that might be important? You know, I do. Um, and oh, and bored, when you're bored, right? So bored a meeting, the, the easiest solution to bored a meeting is to do more interesting things, right? If you're bored a meeting, it's because the snacking is the most exciting thing that you can come up with, you know? Once you have more exciting, and I'd say this as someone who used to be a bored a meter, I used to watch TV eight, nine hours a day and snack because I was bored out of my mind. And what do you know? Start, you know, doing yoga, meditating, playing guitar, reading, you know, doing different shit. Uh, hey, what do you know? That stuff's way more interesting to me than eat, sitting on the sofa eating shit. So yeah, if you're a bored meter, it's probably because you're a boring person. Don't get upset with that, okay? Um, but if you start finding more interesting things, you know, hobbies, things that you kind of wanted to do and start doing them, you may find, you, you kind of realize, oh yeah, it puts food in its proper place. When food's your entertainment, when food's your main source of excitement and entertainment and enjoyment, um, never mind the weight piece of it, that's probably a life that's kind of depressing. Not because of the weight part of it, but because shit. If the main thing you're looking forward to is that pint of ice cream, that, that's a sad state of affairs, you know, emotionally. What's up, Karen? Both my meals today have delicious carbs we lose weight eating carbs people yeah absolutely of course you can eat carbs and lose weight i'm glad i come across you you're helping me right right um re reset my mind towards healthy eating i'm glad hazel i'm really glad about that and remember if you haven't yet go to my bio click the link get the hypnosis session and watch the training and then you're on my email list and i email you great stuff because i that's what i want to do i want to help you reset your mindset i want to help you realize that um this doesn't have to be hard doesn't have to be difficult you can lose the weight and keep it off for the rest of your life on near autopilot. That's what I'm telling you. So I've been over 20 years. How to change my mindset around food and constantly thinking about wanting to eat. Um, yeah, again, it's uh, it's all about, you know, you got to put something good in it. It can't just be, just another way to kind of go at that is that a lot of dieting is about, it's really fixated and focused on what you have to stop doing. I got to stop eating that. I got to stop being this way. I want to stop being overweight. I don't want to be lazy. It's always about what you don't want to be. And what happens is you create a vacuum. 
you know, and nature abhors a vacuum, your mind abhors a vacuum. And so you're always about, you're always framing your weight loss goals in terms of what you don't want to be. I just don't want to be overweight anymore. I just want to lose the weight that's currently here. I want right now to be different, but you're never articulating what you want to be, right? You're never, you're never clearly articulating who do you want to be? How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? How do you want to eat? How do you want to live your life? How do you want to grow older? How do you want to feel about yourself? Who do you want to be as a person? And I know you don't have any of those answers. And so you, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, just like put it in an example. It's like if I gave you directions to a place by saying, okay, don't go forward. Don't take a left. Then make sure you don't go straight. Then don't go right. Don't go right again. And then don't go left. And then you're there. Right? What's your brain doing? It's like, what, what, uh-huh, I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. That's what your brain's saying when it comes to your weight loss, right? All you do, you know the things you're not supposed to do. And you have no clue of the things you should do or that, that you want to do. And not eating carbs is exactly what I'm saying, right? I, I don't want to eat carbs. Okay, what do you want to eat? Oh, protein. Yeah, Okay. How much protein you want to eat? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's not it's not this fixation on protein because what keeps coming up is you keep thinking of the carbs. You keep thinking about the cookies, the chips, the pizza, the bread, the blah, blah, blah. blah. Those are things that keep coming up and your whole mind says, I can't eat that. I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat that. I don't want to eat that, right? Your, your whole thinking patterns, right, to, let me put it a different way. You're obsessed with the problems. The problems are real. This is why you have the neural associations, the awareness, the connections of what the problems are. You know what they are. And so it's easy to say, there's the problem. I got to stop doing that. That's an easy thing for your brain to do, but it doesn't help you. You need to somewhere along in this process, take a little bit of time to say, what do I want to do? This is harder than it seems. And this is what I work with my clients on. It's hard to do on your own, you know, to be honest, because your brain just wants to keep going back to focusing on what you don't want to do because that's easier cognitively. It's hard to creatively say, okay, well, who do you want to be? Notice that, notice that vacuum of thought you have right now. When I ask you, who do you want to be? What do you want to weigh? How do you want to look? How do you want to live? How do you want to eat for the rest of your life? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to live as? What adventures do you want to go on? How do you want to feel day in and day out? You notice that vacuum? There's nothing coming into your head, right? If anything, it's just a little little words. There's no, there's no deep context. There's no there's no framework there. That that's the biggest problem. I have that framework, so that's why it's easier for me to live as this person. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoops yeah yeah thin healthy person right oh best grandma ever see there we go see now karen karen's on the program so she, she could cheat a little bit but um but notice i i get i and i'm not picking on you i'm just trying to point out that you know you keep internalizing that it's you, you think i know you i know you think this i know you think you're the reason you're the problem you're the reason you're not losing weight because you don't have enough willpower you're not focused enough you're not motivated enough you just you don't want it enough and I'm telling you, that's not it. It's that you literally, you have no strategy. You, you never even think, all you do is say, I just want to lose the weight. That's your main mantra, first of all. It's built around not being overweight. You don't want to be overweight. You say that because you know being overweight, right? You hate being overweight, but you can't, you can't deny that you're familiar and comfortable living as an overweight person. You know how to be overweight. 
You know how to relate to your friends. You know how to relate in the world as an overweight person. That's what you know. And so, so yeah, let me, let me kind of go in this a little bit because I think this is a real interesting point that like even subconsciously you approach this process as I'm just going to, I'm going to be the same person, but I'm going to weigh less. And that's not really true. What's happening is it's kind of more like you're planting a seed and you are becoming a different version of yourself that weighs less. I think that's a much more accurate description. Now, you're the same person, like technically, but we all know that we're different versions of ourselves in different scenarios, environments, and contexts. And so this is not about being the same you, just changing your eating and just weighing less. This is literally about becoming a different version of you. And you have got to spend some time conceptualizing that because otherwise it's like, it's like your brain doesn't have a clear sense of where to go. It's just like I was saying, right? If I give you directions in terms of what not to do, your brain just opts out. Don't go straight. Don't, don't take a left. Don't take another left. Don't take another left. Okay. Now go, don't go backwards. Now go, you know, it's, it's like your brain's confused because I'm telling you what not to do instead of what to do. It's much easier when I say, okay, now go straight, then take a left at the stoplight. Then, you know, go around the roundabout, go around it, you know, take a right. And, you know, and now this is clear directions to where you want to go. And um, you probably don't have that. Hey, Shireen, how you doing? Welcome to the program. I saw you come through the other day. I'd like to live without thinking about food, points, protein, carbs. Okay, Shireen, this is a good example though, right? I would like to live, what, without, without, right? So your brain is now thinking about food and, and again, unhealthy foods. That's the struggle with food. You're thinking about points. You're thinking about trying to get enough protein and carbs. And it's like all of that stuff's stressful. And so you're in this state where you're saying, I don't want to be those things. I don't want that. And again, I, this is the challenge. This is like, it's like building muscle. It, it is, it's work, but it pays off. And so what we want to do is, is Shereen, if you can do it, is to say, what would you like to live as? right? I'd like to live so that eating was just easy and natural. I naturally craved healthy foods and ate those foods. I ate them moderately. I, once I was satisfied, I naturally just stopped. When I saw unhealthy foods, I felt indifferent to them. I feel motivated and excited to have energy. And I love this path I'm on each and every day. I become a better version of myself, you see? And so, um, you know, like, again, this is a starting point for starting to describe what you want. And, and this is such an important piece of, of the whole process, you know? With changing my way of eating with your help, I feel a better person. Yeah, exactly, Hazel. That, that's the point. Again, like I always say, when you, when you take your weight loss wrapped in personal development and the goal is to become the best version of you possible, one aspect of that is the weight. But, but there's way more, right? The best version of Hazel, who is that, right? Because how do we get to that? And how do we articulate that? Well, it depends on you. Right, depends on what your life is. So I'll give you mine because I, I don't know your situation, but for me, I want to lose weight. Okay, there's that. <laughs> and then there's what I like to say, I want to be the best version of myself possible. I want to be, I want to live as long as I can. My dad died at 54 of a heart attack. I want to live as long as I can so I can be here for my family. I want to spend every day possible here on the planet in the best capacity I can so I can spend as much time with my kids, my wife, my family, my friends, people I love. I want to do awesome things. I want to help people. I want to feel like each day is exciting. I'm learning new things. I want to feel energized. I want to feel hopeful. I want to live in a bunch of positive emotions. Now, I'm just starting. I could just keep on talking about this, you know, because I've, I've developed this. I've worked this all out. But again, we want to start 
we want to start um, re- letting go of the weight loss as the main focus and letting it instead become what's the best version of me. I'll give you one other way to think about it. And I, I've really been saying this a lot to people. Stop focusing on wanting to lose weight and start focusing on wanting to feel better. That's a much more, that's a much bigger goal. Now, if you start feeling better, you're probably going to start losing weight as well. So the, the weight loss becomes the sub goal and the main goal becomes, I want to feel better. I want to be a better version of myself. I want to have better relationships. I want to have more adventures. I want to make more money. I want to, you know, explore different things. You know, what's really important to you? Make this about more than just a scale going down. That's not enough, you know? Perimenopausal weight gain and tips for losing weight. Um, yeah, Daisy, it's, it's the same thing I always say. Anyone that's dealing with a physical challenge, hormonal, thyroid, menopause, um, insulin resistance, all, all those physical challenges that come that are real, um, you really want to double down on the lifestyle piece of the puzzle. Um, for a lot of people, when they're dealing with those physical challenges, the the eating, just focusing on the eating, cutting calories, a lot of times, it's not that you won't get results. You still will, but they're going to be slower. And that slower result, when you just focus on cutting calories, it, it's hard to overcome that. And so what I would suggest is that you focus on the lifestyle piece in order of importance, getting proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. Get these things into your life and they start to influence your physiology, your biochemistry, your body in positive ways, the same way that sometimes the hormonal, thyroid, all those other physical interests are affecting them negatively. And a lot of times you'll, you'll mitigate those or completely overcome those. Um, and you do that in addition, obviously, to the food and making it better. Yeah, Hazel says, I lost 13 pounds so far with your help. That's awesome. I'll take a picture of that. <laughs> I love these testimonials. That's great, Hazel. Yeah, keep it up. Keep it up. And again, remember that the easiest way to keep it up is to expand how you're thinking about it. Make it bigger than just the weight loss. You know, um, make The ideal is you want to make it so that the weight loss is just a natural side effect of something else that you're focusing on. And again, personal development, becoming the best version of you possible. If that becomes the main goal, that's your North Star, the weight loss almost happens automatically, you know, because what's stopping you from losing weight? I mean, if we're really honest, it's, it's what you're eating. And why are you eating what you're eating? You know, one of the biggest reasons is because you get emotional. You get pissed off, upset, depressed, sad, some negative emotional state, and you know what you should eat, but what do you do? You say, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Fuck it. I'm eating it anyways. I don't care. You get into these moods where you say, I don't give a shit. And then you go eat the food. Is that not the number one reason why you struggle to lose weight over all the times you try to lose it? You get into a bad mood, basically, you know, and you have no sense of how to influence that. Because, again, the diet industry just says, just do it, right? Just willpower. Come on. Who gives a shit if you're in a bad mood? Just eat the right thing. Well, who gives a shit if you're in a bad mood? If you're stressed? Like... People don't think about their emotions, I don't think, in a, in a helpful way. You know, people think of their emotions as if it's just this little thing that they should be able to overcome. I think of emotions as like, it's like if you drank a bottle of vodka, right? You ain't the same person, <laughs> right? You drink a bottle of vodka, now all of a sudden you're a much different version of yourself. Same you on the outside. Well, okay, there's... There's that person. Um, but yeah, but inside you're totally different. You're thinking different. You feel different. Everything's different. And so when you go into these emotional states, these intense ones of stress, anxiety, sadness, depression, any of them, they affect you physiologically and, and neurologically in, in a way, almost like, like it's drinking vodka. Like it's that big of an effect. It's not just some, oh, I'm in a bad mood and I should just be able to snap out of it and eat the right food. Is that, you know what I mean? Like, is that what you think? 
Because if that's what you think, pay attention next time when you when you eat the wrong food, when you go and eat the ice cream, when you eat the pizza, when you eat the thing you know you don't want to eat because you want to lose weight. And you, when, when you just get to about to eat it, I want you to remember my voice and say, why am I doing this? I want to lose weight. And then that voice is going to say, because I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Fuck the weight loss. That's what you're going to say to yourself. <laughs> and so you're going to realize it's lit. Again, I use the, the alcohol metaphor. Um, I'm not, it's obviously not exactly the same, but, but it's, it's much more like that. You're undervaluing and you're underestimating how much of an impact your emotions, your emotional states are having on your mindset and your ultimate behaviors that you do. And you're just approaching this diet wise like you're just missing a plan. I could give you the golden plan from up on high and you're still not going to lose weight because it's not the plan. It's your ability to follow and live the plan. That's the problem. You know, I know I'm all fired up. I go through these, you stick around these long enough and it's like I have these ups and downs right? I get all fired up. But, um, but I do get fired up because I I am, I'm obviously you all know, like I I am passionate about this because this really is life or death to me. I frame weight loss through the prism of life or death because my dad died at 54 of a heart attack. It's the worst thing that's happened to me. And, um, it's, you know, I look back and I'm like, fuck it. It did not need to happen. You know? It's like I always had an idea for a book called Saving My Father because it's, it's obvious it wouldn't take much psychoanalysis to go from that event to me being right here talking about weight, right? Um, but it's like, I, I, that's a whole other thing that drives me crazy because people approach weight loss so superficially. You know, like, oh, I just want to look good in a bathing suit. I just want to look better. I want to wear that dress. And it's like, yeah, I, I want you to have those things too. But what about how long you live? What about your quality of life from now until that day? Does that factor in at all? Is that... Is that even make it on the spectrum? No, I just want to look good in a bathing suit. Okay. You know, and, and that to me, that's what bothers me more than anything. Because it's like, I don't know, it's funny. I was just watching, I was watching today, uh, Joel Furman was doing a, a training. It was so good. But it was talking about, you know, and again, <laughs> thanks, Jody. I appreciate that. I think I was too. And I, I look at that, that my experiences, I, I frame them that way intentionally, but I say, and that's actually brought me some peace of mind. My, my dad, so much pain from that. But the one thing that has helped a lot with that is me feeling like I'm, I've used that pain to help a lot of other people maybe prevent that, not have experienced that. That that makes me feel a lot better. But uh, one thing, one thing I want to I want to share with this with you because I think it's an important piece of this is. You know, I, I often say, like, if I went back 100 years ago in a time machine and I saw someone smoking a cigarette and I said, hey, you shouldn't do that. That's going to give you lung cancer. They would look at me like I was crazy, okay? And it really wasn't until, you know, maybe the 80s, 90s when all the studies come out and then all that that kind of like PSAs and all that that conditioning of saying, holy shit, cigarettes are really bad for you. They cause you lung cancer, but before that, we didn't really associate cigarettes with lung cancer. And I don't know how old you all are watching me, but th- that's really true. I was there. <laughs> like, I, I was born in 74. And it's like growing up, yeah, you kind of knew cigarettes. It was starting to kind of come out. They're not great for you. But you didn't link them to lung cancer. Now, the reason I say this to you is because we intuitively think like, well, if something's really bad for me, I will know. No, you won't. I mean, there's cigarettes where literally people are putting combustible smoke into their lungs. And they're not really really internalizing just how damaging that is. And so the reason I share that with you is because that is exactly what's going on with the food right now. We are in a society where we're constantly being conditioned to minimize the damage that these foods are doing to us. 
They are literally shortening our lifespans. They are literally decreasing the quality of our lives. Everything that matters to you and is important to you, your relationships with the people you love the most, um, whatever you're most interested in, maybe it's working, maybe it's making money, maybe it's going on adventures or learning new things, whatever you care about most in your life is directly negatively being impacted by the foods that you're consistently eating if you're eating the standard American diet. And that's the big thing. To the point, now let me kind of put the, the punchline on here. In our lifetimes, there will probably be a point where they put warning labels like they do on cigarettes on food. That, that's coming, okay? But we're not there yet. And so it's up to you. Are you going to just keep thinking about weight loss as wanting to look better? Or are you going to see it for what it truly is and it's about living longer and having a much higher quality of life during those years? Or are you going to wait another 20, 30 years till they start putting labels on food and saying, oh, I didn't know they were that bad. And then you're going to have to live with that regret. I don't know. You know, am I crazy thinking that? I don't know. But, but that's how I think about it. I take it very, very seriously. So again, that, that shift in my thinking is a big part of my motivation strategy. Right? If your main motivation is you want to wear a bathing suit, and if you've had the same motivation for 30 years, I want to wear that bathing suit, guess what? That motivation's not enough. At some point, you got to look at the cause effect. If you have not gotten the results you want, I'm going to tell you part of the reason is whatever you think is your motivation is not up to the job. I always use this example. If the person you love most in your life was kidnapped and the kidnapper said, if you don't lose weight this month, you're never going to see this person again, would you struggle to lose weight? Or would it be the easiest weight loss you ever achieved? Yeah, right? So how motivated you are has a huge impact on how easy this process becomes for you and obviously the results you're going to get. So we got to shift the, the, the motivation. It's not just about looking better. That, that's, a nice, that's a nice bonus. It's a little cherry on top. But... If your main motivation isn't to live longer and have a better quality of life, I don't know. <laughs> but anyways, I got to get out of here. Yeah, Melissa says, oh my gosh, yes, right? So it's, yeah, you start shifting, you start framing it this way. You see it this way. We can change our mindset. We can change how we think about things. That's the beauty, you know? And, we can, and once we do that, it makes it all easier. So you've got shitty motivation and you're trying to force yourself to do this thing that you're not even motivated to do. That's why you're not getting the results you want. You're not motivated. If you're not losing weight, it's because you're not motivated. If you don't believe that, I'll give you a second. You can, we can go back and forth with it if you want. But you're not really motivated. You wish you'd lose weight. Right? You wish you'd wake up tomorrow and just start eating better and lose the weight. But you don't really want to. And you know this. Right? You either want to eat the food or you want to lose the weight. It, it's, kind of a, it's kind of simple. You know? There's a little more to it. A little bit. A little bit. But it's pretty clear. right? You'll find out today. Do I, do I want to eat the food or do I want to lose the weight? You know? Um, yeah, Astra, I'll see you today. And I'm in a much better mood than I was last week. So I, uh, I'm back to normal. So I, I won't, uh, I won't trigger you today. <laughs> um, all right, everyone. Yeah. So if you want to go deeper into this, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session I give you and watch the training, watch the training, please. <laughs> Three steps to master your weight. Watch it. Okay. It's 30 minutes. If you care about weight loss at all, it'll give a new, it's a new approach. Right? It doesn't have to be hard struggle, shitty diets and all this crap. It, it can be a lot easier. And, um, you know, I hope that for you. So anyways, yeah, go there, check that out. And I got a podcast program yourself, then it's on all the, the podcast platforms. Listen to it, right? Go for walks or bike rides or whatever you do and listen to it. 
Because just listening to this stuff is going to cause you to think differently and probably start losing weight, just that alone. Um, and then obviously, if you're really serious, you get my program and, and work with me directly. So um, either way, um, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Always when you're listening, great, great questions and comments. I appreciate all those. Have a great day and we'll talk soon. Bye.